Hey kids, welcome to Season 1 of the Lumber Ghost Mysteries, an actual play podcast using the tabletop role-playing game Kids on Bikes. This is a tightening up re-edit of Episode 0. Now, you would think that because everyone on this show is a musician that we would have the sound figured out from the very beginning. This episode is totally fine, and a couple more in, we get everything smoothed out. A few things that you should know about Episode 0 that we don't actually talk about in Episode 0. One, uh, the players know that their characters were going to be starting a band. Two, our story is set in the real-world town of Oak Bluffs on the island of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. While we're keeping many geographical details true to life, the players have a lot of control over adjusting the town, adding landmarks, and all that sort of thing. And three, episode zero is almost all character and world-building. This is where you get to know players and characters outside of the plot. We modeled this episode after opening credits for films, so it feels a little like the opening montage where everyone wakes up and goes to school. You get to see them, learn the town, and then the plot kicks in with episode one. For more information, check out actualstorypodcasting.com, and I think that's it. Okay, here we go. My name is Jonah, and I am your game master. Hey, Mary, who are you? Um, I am Kelly. Kirsten, who are you? <laughs> I'm Thedra, and I guess I get to be keyboard. Jason, who are you? I am Chance, chronic, underachieving bassist. Mikey, who are you? I am CJ, and I'm not sure what I am in the band yet. I'm probably whatever needs done at last because I didn't jump in early to say, hey, I want this. <laughs> and Mars, who are you? Hi there. I'm Mars, and I am also uh, Clifford Cliff uh, Doherty, who is the guitar player or attempting to be. He would love a partner in crime so that we can play Judas Priest songs, so maybe Michael will hook that up as our second guitar player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do some Iron Maiden stuff. Yeah. There you go. So one of the, this is our episode zero. Uh, episode zero, the, the character creation world building section of Kids on Bikes is, uh, is pretty fun. Though I think we're going to do something a little bit different today. A lot of the time when you're starting a new role playing game on your tabletop, uh, your character creation session tends to be a lot of, well, just sort of thinking about it and talking about it and waiting for it to be done before th the story actually begins. I'm going to try to combine a little bit of moving around and a little bit of story along with our character creation and world building. So this will be, uh, this will be something a little bit different for, for us all. It'll be fun, I think. So we're just going to start with this. Um, it's Monday. It is the day, the, the final week before spring break. School starts the, the doors open at 7 a.m. Homeroom begins at 8.20. Who wakes up first to go to school? Oh, I do. Why? Because I have a paper route. I have multiple jobs. I do odd jobs all the time. So uh, because my, my template is young provider, and so I'm up. I'm up to get stuff done. So you wake up 
At what time? Probably 5.30. You wake up, you hit your alarm clock, I assume? Sure. And what does your room look like? Uh, it's, uh, it's got wood-paneled walls, and they're covered with lots of posters, stuff from uh, Metal Edge, and, but also there's um, some circus and cream and a lot of stuff that's just, it's a total mismatch because everything from pop to, to, <laughs> to dance music, R&B, and lots of metal all over the place. Um, but it's weirdly clean for a kid's room. I mean, it's just, it's pretty, other than the stuff scattering the walls, it's, it's kind of Spartan, except for stuff that has to do with work. And of course, my amplifier and guitar, because now I'm a guitar player. So this morning, you're taking an extra second as you walk past your mirror, and you actually stop and take a good look at yourself. What do people see when they see you today? I have about uh, collar-length brown hair. I have to keep it short enough to be 80s respectable for a job because they cared about things like that back then. I don't really need to shave yet, so it's not like I'm unshaven. I've got, uh, you know, teenager skin. Um, It's not particularly bad. It's not particularly good. I'm kind of a plain-looking kid, Um, you know, and I'm just... I my my clothes are all remarkably similar and the same, mostly button up short sleeve shirts and jeans and high top sneakers. When you think of your own um, <clears throat> race and ethnicity and gender and sexuality, what goes through your mind when you look in a mirror about yourself? Um, you know, he's straight white, lower middle class teen, maybe upper lower class. How has working to support your family improved you as a person? Um, you know, I feel responsible for everybody and protective of everybody. You know, I'm I'm the dad of whatever group I'm in. Is kind of I'm I'm kind of that's the default role he takes as group dad. He's the responsible one because it's you know it's his default position. He's just kind of assumed it. He lives alone. Clarence lives alone. Not, you don't know his name is Clarence. His name is CJ. He lives alone with his uh, his younger sister, Julie, Julie, who's like seven. He's 13. She's seven. They live with his grandmother. So and his grandma's on Social Security and that barely covers. They, they She owns the house outright, but the property taxes are insane in this area and the cost of living is high. And even though they're on social assistance, it's never quite enough. So um, that's why he works. I mean, technically, they could get by without him working, but to make life livable, he works. What strengths do you have? He is a very, like I said, responsible, determined, protective kid. His head's, he's got his head on straight. He's very pragmatic and pretty realistic. He doesn't, he's not prone to flights of fancy. He's, he's seen a lot of weird, uh, stuff because it's not really weird stuff but um enough weirdness his parents disappeared seven years ago just after his little sister was born his parents disappeared they can't be declared legally dead but nobody's heard anything from him so grandma's the legal guardian now she wants him to be a kid but he feels like uh you know the responsibilities being not necessarily thrust upon him he looks at it kind of as an opportunity to step up even though he kind of abdicates a little bit of his childhood by doing it. So that sounds like maybe protective, if you're going to pick two of these. Uh, Protective, Mm -hmm. tough, unassuming, treasure hunter, easygoing, or are you particularly skilled at a specific thing? Uh, I don't think he's particularly skilled at a... (laughs) 
<laughs> um, let's go with unassuming and protective. Are there specific flaws that you see in yourself as you look in the mirror? I mean, he. Uh, I guess he would. Uh, he kind of pities himself a little bit. He's all poor, pitiful me about. You know, it's like <laughs> my parents have disappeared and now I take out, you know, in a way he looks at it as an opportunity. In a way he looks at it as he's sacrificing his childhood. to da, da, da. And he tries not to be bitter about it. But, he, I mean, you know, he's a 13-year-old. What are you going to do? You're going to complain. Sounds like self-pitying, maybe insecure. I can play insecure. <laughs> I'm good at that one. Because, I mean, hey, there's a distinct possibility that my parents left, <laughs> that nothing happened to them. They just left. All right. You're out of your room. You're on your way downstairs. Do you see anyone at breakfast when you leave the house in the morning? Uh, no, it's it's too early. But uh, I know that I tend to get up um, before anybody else. So I make sure that the, you know, the cereal's out on the table and, and ready. You know, there's a bowl. There's a spoon. Julie's stuff's out. She's ready. And I go uh, roll papers and, and hit this, uh, the delivery route. Last question before you leave your house. The spring dance was on Saturday. Did you go? No. I was cutting firewood for Mrs. Stevens down the block because her kids didn't want to. Who wakes up next? I think Kelly might. I think she likes to get to school nice and early. What time do you try to get to school? Sorry, when does homeroom start again? 8.20. Uh, she's there at like 7.45. Okay, so you wake up. Describe your room. My room is extremely neat and well-organized. There are bookshelves that are filled. The, if you looked closely at the books, you would see that they are in a very specific order. She has posters on her walls of all multiple different bands that she likes. So very much just putting things on the walls that she thinks are fun and cool looking, but they're all like very straight. There is not a sink, like a crooked poster in the room. It's all very straight and neat and orderly. So as, as you get dressed today, you get ready to leave your room and you take a minute in front of the mirror. What do you see? What is your look for today? I see an average looking 12 year old girl who has short brown curly hair and hazel eyes and a smattering of freckles. Uh, she has chosen a, her clothes are very plain. I've chosen a just a nice, plain T-shirt, clean T-shirt, nice pair of jeans, pair of sneakers. Anything interesting on the T-shirt? It's going to be a, a T-shirt. Actually, it's going to be her favorite band. Which is? Okay, so her favorite band, you guys, <laughs> is Joy Division. And I have to tell you why. I know this girl. So she is a mathlete. And she stumbled across them because she thought to herself, I too find joy in division. <laughs> and then she listened to them and her life was forever changed. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you just said mathlete, I knew. <laughs> and before you leave the room looking at yourself in the mirror, when you think about your when you think about your own personal identity when it comes to race and ethnicity, gender and sexuality. What do you see? What do you put out in the world? Straight, white, young female, um, middle class, probably. What strengths do you think you have? My character sheet tells me <laughs> that my strengths are intuitive and prepared. Uh, what flaws do you feel that you may or may not have? I think she's neurotic. <laughs> I, 
everything has to be just so. She has to have the right answer for everything. And she's probably a little bit clumsy, too. Is she aware of that? I think that her mother has told her that she's clumsy and bought her a hula hoop to help her practice gracefulness. But I don't think that Kelly, like, thinks about it much. Why do you get (laughs) satisfaction from being good at math? Um, math feels safe. She likes to have structure in her life and math has a right answer and a wrong answer and a process and formulas and you can read about it and, and follow the process and come up with the same answer every time. So it brings her great satisfaction that she can do that. You leave your room, you go out for breakfast. Who do you usually see at breakfast time? Uh, my mom and dad. How does that usually go? How is your breakfast? Breakfast is great. She loves her parents. Uh, Carl and Darlene are awesome parents. They always make sure to sit down to have to have breakfast, talk about what their days are going to look like, um, talk about what anyone is looking forward to that day, that kind of thing. Um, and then once she's had a very hearty breakfast, they send her off to school. The spring dance was on Saturday. Did you go? Oh, yes. She went with her mathlete friends. They danced in a circle. It was great. <laughs> Do you have a best mathlete friend? Uh, yeah, let's say Jenny. At breakfast, your mom, uh, as you start to leave for the day, was she said something, you know, I was talking to Debbie Simpkins um, and she said that Wally said that something happened at the dance, something weird, something out of the ordinary. Do you know what, what she was talking about? No. <laughs> No, nothing. You didn't see anything strange, nothing to report, nothing to tell your parents about. I'm going to say no, she didn't. She was just dancing in that circle with her friends, not paying attention to anything else. <laughs> okay. Who wakes up next? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up with a banging on the door. I actually have taken up residence in the family's garage. Oh, you're moving so up. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, moving out because my little sister is like 10. And we were sharing a bedroom and I'm 13 and we both needed our space. And so I moved into the uh, garage. What have you, what have you done to decorate it? I put up some posters. Uh, I found some black light posters. I do not have a black light. So they're just, (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty underwhelming. And they're just kind of, I stapled them to some boxes and I'm, I'm on a couch out there. But it feels pretty big boy. And I'm just wishing I could get one of those mini fridges. And then I could complete the illusion of living on my own. Well, Chance did have an opportunity to put up a mirror. Uh, Today, when you stopped to look in the mirror after you got dressed, what do you see? What is your look for today? My look is t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, your your shorts all year round? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shorts year round. uh, Because... There's, he feels like it's a pretty easy identity that just, that only takes, you know, a sweatshirt to, uh, to make it work. He's, you know, hoodie, t-shirt, shorts kind of guy. And people say, look at that guy's wearing shorts and he feels special. (laughs) (laughs) What do you see uh, as far as how you identify with your own race, ethnicity, gender, sexuality? Oh, I think he's just a, a hetero white teenager who just desperately wishes he was older and could leave his house. Just waiting for your time to go? Yes. And that's why he, he's the only one of his friends that has a job 
but he uses the job also just so he can say he has a job and be gone from the house. What do you think of as your strengths? His biggest strength is making excuses. He's very good at that. He also is, he's weirdly optimistic is one of his strengths too. Kind of can take a breath and see a silver lining. If for game purposes, you had to pick two of the following, would you go with cool under pressure, easygoing, skilled at a specific thing, treasure hunter, unassuming, or wealthy? Cool under pressure and treasure hunter. And that just means he's always, every time he walks past a payphone, he checks the coin return. Yeah. You know, and always looking and pulls the newspaper machine to see if if quarters will drop out. Yeah. You scoop pennies out of the fountain? Yeah. He's that guy. I dated that guy. (laughs) 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 I really did. (laughs) When it comes to um, recognizing your own flaws, let's say you had two of them. Are you self-aware enough to, to know what they are? One of his flaws, even though he pretends like he doesn't, he takes negative opinions about himself as truth, whether it's because he always does poorly in school or, or whatever it is. He's just like, well, I guess I'm just a loser. But then it's like, well, these did get degrees, but I'm not going to college. So his big idea is to just get a job and get off the island away from my mom's boyfriend. That's like, that's his, uh, that's one of his big motivators. And his mom's boyfriend is actually a really nice dude, but he kind of can't see it. Yeah. As a laid back slacker, what are you willing to go the extra mile for? Probably to make a good joke or to, to do public mischief, hanging up fake lost dog signs, that kind of. He'll go the extra mile if it's just weird and he thinks it's fun. All right. You're out of the garage. You're on your way to breakfast. Who do you usually see at breakfast? The whole family has breakfast together. Does that go well usually? It's usually I'm pretty not involved with it. I kind of tune out. So I I listen a little. I, I listen to my little sister. Not so much. My mom and definitely not her boyfriend. What's your sister's name? It is Molly. So this morning, do we know your, your mom's boyfriend's name? My mom's boyfriend's name is Dave. You know, he wants to be involved, and which is a huge uh, inconvenience for me. <laughs> so this morning, breakfast went, you know, the, the same way it always does. The, the spring dance was on Saturday. Did you go? I said I did, but I did not. Okay. I just like walking around town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely did not go. And that's kind of weird because as your mom says to you at the end of breakfast, one of my friends did say that there was something odd that happened at the end of the dance. Do you know what that was, what she was talking about? Oh, for sure. Uh, it was this like, I think someone like people flushed all the toilets at once. And it caused this weird, you know, this plumbing backup. You know, it was, it was dumb. It was just kids being dumb. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous, says Dave. Yeah, yeah I was not a part of that, Dave. 
No, I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense because, you know, you do something like that, especially in one of these buildings with the old plumbing. They've been working on um, trying to improve the sewage system all throughout the, the town for, for years now. They haven't really gotten there yet. You do something like that, it's really going to put pressure on everybody else's plumbing. For sure. And I have a job, so I'm also a taxpayer, Dave. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, you, know, you know, you know. I yeah. wish more kids were like you. I, yeah, I would never do that. I got to get to work. Did you need a ride to school? I give you, you and your sister a ride to school today. Or did you still want to take your bike? Or do you want me to drive you? No, I got my skates. Don't even worry about it. All right. All right. Would he take Molly? Yeah, Molly will go with him. And you get ready to go to school. Who wakes up next? I'll go next. So you wake up. You turn off your alarm. You look around the room. Can you describe your bedroom for us? So I'm allowed to decorate any way I want. And I found this really awesome flecked wallpaper that's kind of a, a dark grayish lavender with kind of a, a black velvet gothic pattern on top of it. It's very Victorian. And, uh, and my parents didn't like it, but they allowed me to put it up. Well, have it put up. Um, but I do have, I actually have a, a, a poster from Asia's Heat of the Moment. Uh, was it Heat of the Moment? With the, the dragon and the pyramid, remember that? I've, <laughs> I have that poster up on my wall. And uh, even though I, I, you know, I prefer the Eurythmics and stuff, but I really loved the dragon in that picture and, and the colors of that. Yeah. Plus the song was really cool. It was a good album. Yeah. So, uh, you stop, uh, take a look in the mirror for a couple minutes before you leave your room this morning. Tell, me, tell us what you see. Tell us what your look is today. So, it took me a while to pick out what I wanted to wear today, but uh, I finally decided on a, a long black skirt, and I've got my favorite black boots on, and uh, kind of a hip-length sweater with a, a really funky uh, silver hip belt that I've uh, actually made it myself out of chunky pieces of metal. So. Oh, and a hat. I have a beret, a black beret on today. When you think about your your race, ethnicity, gender, sexuality, what do you see? What do, what do you put it out <clears throat> into the world? So, because it's 1984 and I actually lived 1984, you didn't really have any choices. As like I didn't know there were any choices. There weren't any options. I'm a straight girl, but you know I, I do think there are a couple of girls that are really, really, really pretty. But um, I would never talk to them. What do you think of when you think of your own strengths? I am very intuitive and unassuming. I like to kind of blend in, and I can be cool under pressure. Are you aware of your flaws? Yeah, I can be pretty secretive, and I'm I'm very blunt. Uh, there's just right to the chase. I'm I'm blunt. Yeah. What part of the stereotypical cool kid life do you kind of wish you had just a little bit? That's a good question. It would be nice to have friends, but I always seem to be on the. On the edges, on the outskirts, and uh, nobody ever wants to let me in. So I, I guess that's the, the part that I, I wish that I had. So you're out of your room. You're going out for breakfast. What part of your, what family do you usually see at breakfast? How does breakfast usually go for you? 
So dad works all the time. He's already at work. And uh, mom doesn't get up until, you know, 1130 or, you know, 11. Depends on how late she stayed up drinking or whatever she does at night. Uh, so it's just me um, and the servants who make breakfast. And uh, so, yeah, I have a housekeeper and she made me pancakes this morning. They were good. And orange juice, fresh squeezed orange juice. Uh, the spring dance was on Saturday. Did you go? I did go. I wish I didn't, though, but I did. I didn't dance with anybody. Stood in the corner and watched a lot of stuff. When you think about the dance, how did it go? How did it end? Did it end in a weird way? Did you stay until the end? I didn't stay quite until the end. I, I had someone come pick me up before then, but I did notice at one point there was like a, I don't know, a, a group of kids who just sort of gathered by one of the doors and kind of all went out at the same time. But I didn't know what was going on. You know, it looked like something weird was going on, but I don't know what. Well, you were out the door and on the way to school. Last up, one more person to wake up for school today. Spent most of the evening talking to the uh, the guys in the harbor uh, on my CB radio that I have set up in my room, just kind of listening to the the chatter. Sometimes I just leave it on just because the sound of them talking kind of, you know, soothes me to sleep. My brain raises. I, I don't sleep well, so by the time uh, the sun is up and I have to get up and go to school and whatnot, I'm, I'm usually not firing on all my, all my best impulses, but... I uh, remember to put on clothes, which isn't always guaranteed. I go downstairs. Do well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> before you leave your room and you, and you have a minute to stop and look in the mirror, what do you see? There's no, there's no you, mirror. You, there's no mirror. Oh, room, no mirror. The folktale legends are all rooted in reality and stuff like that trap your soul. No way. I know what I look like. What is your look for today? Standard issue denim jacket, sleeves cut off patches and buttons and stuff kind of sewed to it and uh jeans that are still holding together because unlike that guy from Def Leppard I earned the holes in my jeans dude oh <laughs> nobody oh. No, no fashion consultant went at it with a razor blade ahead of time oh <laughs> don't get me started man you can buy those pre-ripped in the mall now whatever I got something to say because it's better to burn out than to fade away <laughs> anyway so that's what i'm wearing yeah high tops the usual you know nothing special shirt of today uh frankenstein how's your hair uh not nearly as long as i would like it to be kind of in perma mullet like the kid where their hair doesn't get long it gets big so it's <laughs> it's just kind of all like leaning off to one side basically and mullety but not in a, not in any sort of charming way it's it's i wish it would just get long God, it's almost like I don't put nutrients in my body, you know, because you lives on Pop-Tarts and Jolt, so there's nothing to grow decent hair with. When you think about your race, ethnicity, gender, and sexuality, what do you, do you, do you plan any of that? Do you, uh, how does it go out into it the world? It is 1980-something, and I've never once spent a, a second thinking about anything like that. That is just not on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. My parents are super accepting, like love and whatever, you know, kind of people. So I, I, I dig people, but here on the vineyard, we probably don't see a lot of ethnicity or whatever, but I think people are cool. I got no, I got no problems with, you know, some of my best friends are, are black guys. I don't know. 
when you do think about things that you're good at, when you think about your strengths, what comes to mind? Well, these days it's mostly been uh, getting rad at guitar. Um, take, it takes a while, but uh, I feel pretty good about that. I, I, this this kid uh, on the island, his parents uh, up and disappeared. I saw that in the newspaper, and uh, you know, I I kind of keep a a scrapbook on all things that happen weird here in the island because there's tons and uh, that opened a chance to get to know him he plays guitar too so sometimes we would just uh jam to help him get through his grief and whatnot and i've been getting better because that because he's actually better uh than me so if you were to think about it in game terms i chose quick healing because <laughs> i've had my ass handed to me a lot of times by this uh -huh. tool bag scott chambers who's on the rugby team and uh local lore and researching the same so i spent a lot of time at the at the guys out at the on the, uh, at the marina and then it was pre-chosen on my thing that rebellious was already uh, a thing so i'm mm -hmm. assuming i just you know so quick healing and uh local lore research okay yeah that works uh when you think about flaws are you self-aware enough to to be aware of some of your flaws well, I took paranoid because they really are out to get you and tactless. So he's not mean spirited at all. He just, he's, he, there's no filter between his thoughts and his, and his mouth. So, uh, that's probably a flaw that he can't quite understand why Scott Chambers beats on him so often, things like that. So I think he's kind of an unaware dude in that regard. What's what's happening around here that nobody knows about that you you think everybody really should know about? Well, there's tons of stuff that I think first and foremost people should know that uh, Madonna sucks. Um, <laughs> you know, there's other cool like ladies like uh, like Pat Benatar. She rocks. She's still got a set. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the the town proper should probably know that this place was was founded on a lot of bad stuff. A lot of bad stuff back in the day and uh the fingers of that still reach into what's going on today man uh most of these upright citizens uh, are probably totally unaware of the stuff that their neighbors actually get up to in their cellars and their work sheds and you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. <laughs> if they just can't they would not so maybe it's not a maybe it's good that they don't know this writer in the 30s lovecraft said that uh human the ability to correlate the human mind is one of our strongest things, but it's also bad because once you realize how crazy things are, you're boned flat out. <laughs> <laughs> so ignorance is bliss, right? Just keep eating, eating that, that processed food and just keep listening to Madonna, man. You're, and you'll be good. So uh, does that mean that you're spying on people in their basement? Inquiring minds want to know. You know what? He actually, I, I patterned him after the uh, Edgar and Allan frog from Lost Boys. So he, so those two conspiracy kids, basically. So he has an active, like a backpack full of duct tape, pliers, <laughs> uh, really horrible. He started out, he wanted binoculars, but he couldn't afford the ones from the Army Surplus Store. So he got a spyglass from, from Toys R Us. Tried that out. So yeah, he does roll through the town after, because he's not sleeping. You know, so he's got his headset on, and it's got Metallica's Master of Puppets on both sides of the cassette, and he he does, like, a lot of surveillance is what he calls it. He thinks it's all going to be valuable down the road. 
are, are you trying to find a pattern? Oh yeah, patterns are in everything. He doesn't quite have like the 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 pin board in his room with the little things of yarn between it. He doesn't know from that yet, but he's on his way, man. Yeah, for sure. So once you're downstairs or or out of your room and ready to go for breakfast. Who do you usually see at breakfast? How does that usually go? The house is usually empty by the time I get up because I'm the last one up. But my mom leaves me uh, like unopened Pop-Tarts and, and, you know, my she's cool about me drinking Jolt. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the spring dance was on Saturday. Did you go? I don't even care that Holly Renard went with that sack of Jeff Traganza. I mean, I hope she had a nice evening listening and talk about himself all night. Whatever. We used to play D&D together. I don't know where her head's at. <laughs> Cheerleader squad. Pep squad, yay. Uh, no, man, I did not go. I heard things. Did you hear something strange about how it ended? Well, you know, that's interesting. The 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 dudes out in the marina, uh, you know, the chum hole is that bar is like what 15 feet from the from the school gymnasium i don't know how they regulated that one <laughs> those guys were talking about a stink like a stink not like a like a smoke bomb stink but like a funk that rolled up about the towards the end of that thing and they heard the ground shaking you want to hear my theory yeah because everything's tied together right all the wicked stuff that this place was built on all the tunnels and whatnot that that are permeate this this island eventually they're going to give man and that douche hole is going to collapse that whole high school is going in good riddance that's what i think starting to happen all right you are out the door and on your way to school cj uh how do you get to school i have like three different paper routes so <laughs> because it helps so by the time you get to school like you've pretty much gone through all the neighborhoods or are you mostly delivering around where you live? Or are you getting into everybody's, everybody's um, property? Not everybody's property, but a, a fair swath. You know, I, you know, paper routes are, uh, you have to get them to subscribe through you. So, you know, uh, it's fairly spread out. CJ's a hustler. So your house in particular, what's your, what's your street like? You know, our house is kind of, uh, could have been nice it was probably really nice at one point but we just don't have the money to keep for the upkeep you know most of the money again goes towards paying property taxes and so um it's starting to look pretty rough i mean i try and i'm 13 years old but i try to keep you know keep it painted ish but it's just painting over flaking paint because he's 13 he doesn't know how to paint a house <laughs> um and it's just a little uh, a little uh ranch small cottage and uh so the it you know the rest of the houses on the street look really really nice compared to ours do you have a d8 in front of you uh of course i do what do you think i am can you roll me a d8 seven on your oh this is interesting okay so on your way to school today you just find yourself thinking about places places uh, in your neighborhood places in the town and the and one of the things that crossed your mind was a, was a good way for middle school, middle school kids to make money. What was that that came to mind? A good way for middle school kids to make money? So I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm thinking, all right, so there's this new candy store at the mall. I think it's called Mr. Bulky. And uh, what I could do 
is I could take some of the money that I've got socked away and I could go to Mr. Bulky and they, they're buy, they've got these things now called the uh, sour heads and it's just these big sour bombs that it's, it's citric acid and it just makes you pucker and everybody loves them, right? So I could buy a, like a bag of those or a box of sour or like a jug of sour and I could take them to school because they're individual. Right? I could sell them for a quarter each. And if I sell them at a quarter each, that's like a, I don't know, like a 250, 300% markup. I could literally make money selling warheads or, or, or sour bombs. That's, that's what I'm thinking. It's an easy way for a middle schooler to make money. Roll the eight again. <laughs> I got a three. Something about this ride to school made you think about a particular place in your town in Oak Bluffs that you try mm-hmm. to avoid. What is that place? I used to deliver papers to this one guy, and he was just creepy, creepy, creepy. The way he looked at totally unnerved me to the point that, you know, I'd heard rumors that pets would disappear around his house. And, of course, middle school kids, he's eating them. And finally, it just got too creepy. And he was he was actually asking uh, what, in retrospect, were fairly innocuous questions. He's probably a lonely guy, but to a... Uh, to a middle school kid who's creeped out by the potential cat dog eater guy, um, it was just too much and, and too uh, too creepy. And so uh, I I stay away from his house. I actually bailed on his paper route and never returned, never never delivered another paper to his house. And I tend to stay away from that neighborhood. Did Did you have a nickname for his house? Yeah, we called it the Hole because it was like the black hole where the uh, where the pets would disappear. So everybody called it the Hole. And you got to school just fine. Kelly, how do you get to school? On my bike. How long does it usually take you? Um, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Do you, do you meet up with friends? Do you go by yourself? Do you, is it a lonely ride or is it a busy ride? It's a lonely ride. What is your neighborhood like? Where is your house? What are the houses around you? I live in the Trinity Park area, so I have one of those cute, gingerbread cottages or whatever. And so the street is all they all the houses look nice. The street is nice, clean. Do you have a D8 in front of you? I do. Roll it for me. Four. So in order for you to get to school from where you live, you do have to ride up Circuit Avenue, which has a lot of shops. Uh, a lot of them are closed because it's off season. Um, but it starts you thinking about like uh, this, this spot that the popular kids like to hang out at. Do you remember what that is? Um, yeah, it is a, a diner. It's called the Seaside Diner. What do you think of it? I have no desire to be there. <laughs> is it near the sea? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Roll the D8 again. Okay, five. So when you're thinking about the Seaside Diner... It leads you kind of logically into a place that you like to go where the popular kids don't go because it's kind of quiet. What is that? My dad's antique shop. Oh, is it is it quiet in a good way or a bad way? In a good way, I think, because she knows when to go when people won't be in or whatever. What's the name of the antique shop? Uh, Shipwreck Treasures. And you get to school just fine today. <laughs> Uh, Chance. Yes. How do you get to school? Uh, I have roller skates because I realized a lot of the kids ride bikes. 
and I thought about a bike, but you have to pedal a bike. So I just kind of go slow on my skates until some kid comes by with a bike, and then I just put my thumb out and grab the seat and get a ride. Banana so, seat with the loop on the back? There's some of them. Does that mean you tend to meet up with people on the way to school? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty with, friendly with everybody. Do you live in a busy area? What's your neighborhood like? It's a, it's a neighborhood where everybody works. So everybody's getting out and about and it's a lot of smaller houses. You know, it's fairly trafficked. It's, it's only a mile from the school. So everyone kind of gets close to it. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's plenty of rides to choose from. Do you have a D8? I do. I got a two. When you, when you think of Oak Bluffs and the island of Martha's Vineyard, what is the first notable landmark that comes to mind? There's this cemetery where there's a ship captain buried and they have a cannon for his headstone. It's kind of old and not really well built. And so it looks like a wheelchair with a cannon in it. And it's kind of a landmark where you can go meet your friends at the wheelchair gun and no one will bug you. Roll the D8 again. How about a four? When you think about uh, places that, that kids like to go hang out at, what do you think of? It might be even a place that you like to hang out at uh, that is popular for other kids. What do you think of? You know, a lot of people just go and sit on the shore on the, you know, at the beach. There's a, there's a, a little cove place where kids, young kids go to smoke. Mm -hmm. That's kind of out of the way. You got to crawl over rocks to get there. So that's kind of a cool place to just go. He has a lot of places to just kind of be, to hang out alone with your friends without growing up bugging you. Yeah. And you smoke? No, he doesn't. Uh, it seems like all the kids that do whatever they want smoke. So that's kind of, <laughs> he's just a little scared of smoking. How do you usually get to school? So my dad's assistant usually picks me up on the way and drops me off on, on uh, her way to work. Is it the same, same thing every day? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. How do you feel about that? I don't mind. I mean, I don't have to ride my bike to school. So, you know, if it's cold or rainy or whatever, at least I have a dry ride. So, you know, it's okay. And I'm all right being by myself. I don't have any friends I want to walk with or whatever. Yeah. It's okay. What's your neighborhood like? It's kind of fancy. I mean, we have like a, a big plot and um, and the houses are, you know, not real close together and stuff. But uh, we don't talk to the neighbors or anything. Do you have a D8? I do. That's this one, right? Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a seven. For you, what do you think of when you think of a good way for middle school kids to make money? Something I like to do is I like to not really dumpster dive, but I like to look at things that people have decided are not worth having around anymore, and I try to create them into something that is worth having around, like, you know, jewelry or art or, you know, found object kind of things like that. And uh, I was hoping to be able to sell them in town at the at the New Age shop to get a little bit of extra cash that my parents wouldn't know about so I could use however I wanted to. Uh, roll it again. Five. 
what is a local spot that you like to go to uh, when you want quiet? I like to go over where the flying horses, the um, uh, carousel is, um, and just sort of sit on a bench around the edges and just be alone. Watch everybody, watch what's going on. You get to school without incident. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Cliff, how do you usually get to school? I just, I hoof it. I'm not. I'm not super far. You're pretty it close. Gives me a chance to to. Li- well, I just put the headphones on and just you know, one foot after the other. Sometimes I see that chance kid, the one with those squirrely hair, like fully riding someone else's bike by just like holding on to the back and stuff. He's goofy, but I gotta say I admire that he just does not care what people think about him. It's pretty cool. <laughs> So you tend not to meet up with anybody, but you see people that you that you know and respect. You just don't go with them. You don't walk with them. Yeah. I mean, nobody seems to be walking on my route. You know, uh, I, I, I end up at the wall, you know, and have a smoke. And then I'm there before Pepioni's uh, shop math class. And then that's where I, that's my first class. What's your neighborhood like? It's cool. It's uh, the people are, are nice. I don't know, man. I guess you call it kind of like inbred. Like the families just flat out spend way too much time with each other. And like there's seven houses. People have the same last name. You look on those mailboxes. It's all Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford. <laughs> really? Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's it's home. Do you have a D8? I'm not a Ford. I do. I do, I do. Three. Three. What is a local spot that you avoid? Oh, flat out that fucking see a holes diner down on the pier (laughs) 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 pass but i heard it was popular yeah so is madonna hello another deal oh yeah no go ahead i'm just saying you know what else is popular um you know the war you know i ran contra that's popular too man don't get me started Another D8 roll, please. <laughs> Eight. What is a place with a secret that you know? Place with a secret? Well, there's a lot in town, but I mean, are you talking about like somewhere I would hang out? No, not necessarily. Something that maybe you came across and you're like, oh, I know something about that place. Yeah, <laughs> the the strip mall, the one that's out uh, on the outskirts by the airport. The that oh yeah, Beachcomber Mall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tur- tourist mall. Right? Yeah, the, uh, that place is totally built on a Wamapoke burial ground. I mean, just flat out. Like it's like they it's like they wrote the script for guys <clears throat> there. So I don't know from secrets, but that that place is probably spooky after hours. And I that's think where that, the New Age shop is. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You probably. missed that part. Yeah, nice. you've gotten to school safely today. <laughs> Well, one of the things that you all noticed when you did get to school today is that nobody's taken down the decorations from the the spring dance. We still have that cockeyed uh, banner that that fell halfway off the wall. There's streamers still on the ground. There's balloons. Some of them are still lumped together, but all the helium is gone. They're just sort of floating around. 
which is odd. <laughs> Since none of you are here at the end of the dance, or at least paying attention, <laughs> it's interesting that we don't we don't know what was going on yet. Uh, yeah, none of us were here. <laughs> so lucky for us, um, you're all in homeroom together. Uh, and your homeroom teacher is Mr. Lyman. Uh, he's, uh, he's nice enough, I suppose. Mr. Hyman. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, what's what we right? call him? <laughs> so here's, uh, here's, our, uh, here's our final character, uh, character building exercise of the day. Uh, Mr. Lyman is going to take uh, uh, attendance. Uh, and he's going to start alphabetically. And this is probably a fine point because what we've learned in this is that none of you are knowingly related. Um, so you all have last names. <laughs> and, I do, uh, yes. Yeah. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> none of us are related, but our last names are all Ford. <laughs> all Ford. <laughs> uh, Okay, so he's gonna go. He's gonna go alphabetically, and I didn't write down all of your last names. C.J. Bowman, and he starts with you, Clarence. C.J. C.J. And now we're all gonna go into uh, slow motion and roll d20s. So, um, so the first question really for everybody is, uh, and we'll start with Kelly on this. You've been in the class with these people for a long time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know everybody well enough to say that you know them. Kelly, do you, do you know CJ or do you not know him? I do not know him. Roll me a d20. Okay. I rolled a 10. This game is all about yes and. Um, so now we're all going to learn things about ourselves and our characters <laughs> from other characters that maybe you hadn't thought about. Here's the thing you don't know, CJ, but the question I have for you is, how far would you go to get to know him and why? I mean, I think I would go as far as I'm going to start talking to this person because uh, I believe his character description was he wears like button shirt. Like he dresses nicely for, for work to do the work things and as a character who likes structure and things having order and being put together she looks at this character like i think we would actually get along and i should make an effort to hang out with you chance do you know cj or not yeah we had a pe together is it a positive relationship or a negative relationship no it's fine he's a cool guy <laughs> we pulled a prank on some dude it was really amazing a guy was kind of being a bully to some other kids. We were playing baseball on the blacktop. Mm -hmm. And C CJ was getting worked up about it. And I said, oh, we'll just do this. And I took a banana peel uh, that I was, I was eating a banana, dropped the peel on second base. And then we stood back, not thinking that actually worked. And the guy came running around second base, put his foot on the peel and went, ass over tea kettle uh and you know he thought that was pretty good so he's a pretty good dude with me yeah we he, he did that's got cold will <laughs> yeah <laughs> roll me a 20 13 so what is it about cj that always makes you happy <laughs> he's always got candy to sell no <laughs> <laughs> 
He you always call home and someone will answer. I'm excited. Like I like hanging around with CJ because he'll always do the work for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a hardworking dude. It's a true I can story. just I can draft on him. So Mr. Group Project. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, so maybe he's one of the the bikes that you wait for to catch a ride in the morning. Oh yeah, he always gives me a ride. Whenever he's passing by, I put my thumb out, and he's he can't help it. <laughs> uh, Phaedra, mm-hmm. do you know CJ or not? I've seen him around. I mean, we have the same homeroom and stuff. Um, he he delivers the paper to our house but like i don't really know him roll a d20 two interestingly you 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 pick things up just from being around why do some members of the town seek out cj well of course he knows everything that's going on too because he has to stop by every single person's house with his bike his paper out you know so he like he sees who's coming and who's going and who's where and doing what. So he does because he knows stuff. He knows stuff. People look for him because he knows stuff. Cliff, do you know him or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He and I are going to start a band. Okay. So it's a positive, positive relationship so far. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah. He's, right. he's, uh, he's been through some stuff, man, but he's, he's standing tall. He's a good dude. Cool. Roll me a 20. It is a 12. So you, you guys get along and you like each other, but why exactly do you have a bond with him that can't be broken? That can't be broken? Yeah. I do like him. I genuinely do like him. Uh, I respect his, uh, his musicianship, his parents, uh, or however he ended up hearing all this different music that's so diverse. Like I would never know to listen to some of the stuff he has. And it really opened my, my mind to other music. But what he probably doesn't know is that I keep a journal on his day-to-day mental state every time we hang out, and I add to the scrapbook I've been keeping on the disappearance of his family ever since I found that first newspaper. So it's not a bond outright as it is he is also a subject I'm interested in because it's all part of local lore, and I just can't <laughs> I'm a research subject. <laughs> it's not a bond that can't be broken, but it is... Uh, <laughs> I do, I do tend to spend more time with him than pretty much other people currently. Whose name is next after B? I'm a D. So Phaedra, what is your last name? Danvers. CJ, do you know, uh, do you know Phaedra? Yes. Is it a positive or negative impression? It's a little of both. If you were to roll <clears throat> on a positive or negative table... <laughs> Well, I'll tell you why, and then you decide. Okay. We were best friends in elementary school. Sometime around fourth grade, she just stopped talking to me for whatever reason. And then, you know, now she acts like she doesn't even really know me. I think that's negative. I think there's some hard feelings there. All right. Uh, That's a six. I rolled a six. Uh, You may want to elaborate on what you just said as I ask you. What is this character doing, either knowingly or unknowingly, that hurts you? Oh, she absolutely, uh, you know, I mean, look, when the DM asked her, when the GM <laughs> asked her, do you know CJ? She said, no, not really. <laughs> My parents do. He delivers the paper to our house, right? But we were best friends, right? <laughs> we- <laughs> 
don't know you anymore. We used to watch Nova reruns in elementary school. We had it on on VHS. It was awesome. Me and her and Carl Sagan and billions and billions of stars. Billions of stars. <laughs> and 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 now it's like she doesn't even now it's like she doesn't even remember that we were best friends. And that hurts. Kelly, do you know Phaedra? I'm going to go with yes. We took an art class together, and I got to know her a little bit better in that class. Would you say you think of her positively or negatively? Positively. Roll a 20. Five. Why do you care about her more than she cares about you? Um, when we were in art class together, Kelly is not an artist. She is a mathlete. Um, she learned some techniques from Phaedra and Phaedra complimented her work. So she began, Kelly began to see her as like somebody she could really look up to. And so she really thinks about her and thinks about her opinion. Um, whereas Phaedra probably didn't even give a second thought to helping the mathlete do, draw a better art or build a better thing chance present do you do you know her or do you not know her she hangs out uh, outside my work uh she looks pretty lonely i don't want to sell her out but she eats a lot of crab rolls which (laughs) are gross uh oh come on lobster rolls If you want to call them lobster rolls, right, yeah, you you're school just fine you're today. To, like the tourists, <laughs> all right. But uh, I come out of the same box, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, she's nice enough. I like, but I don't. I don't know her that well. She seems to keep to herself, and I know she's into Madonna. I'm into Madonna. That's about it. Uh, so roll me a d20. Nine. What volunteer work have you heard that she does or did? Oh, uh, I, she was part of like, it was this Save the Lobster project. <laughs> and they would clean up trash off the beach because apparently that's bad for lobsters or something. But lobsters are like cockroaches. So I don't think they need any saving. They're tasty. <laughs> Tasting yeah, she's, she's like saving lobsters and eating them. I don't know. Seems kind of duplicitous to me. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> do you know Phaedra or do you not know Phaedra? Uh, not well. Uh, we're friendly. Okay. I, th- I think she's got a cool like style. Kind of looks like that chick from the Breakfast Club. Roll me a d20. 19. What scandal, you know this one too, what scandal in town was she involved with? She's the Lindbergh baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the scandal is that her family just appeared like one time, like out of nowhere, they had moved in like overnight in the second grade, like houses empty, houses empty, forward, forward, forward. Suddenly her whole family's here and her dad just seemed like he didn't know how to dress himself. Like someone was buying him his clothes, total witness relocation or something or other weird. Um, he like 
owns a property development company and um so there hmm. might be a reason why <laughs> he believes this to be true <laughs> i think that's i think that works chance ridley um cj do you know him or do you not know him yeah i know him and you feel positive you feel negative Nah, i'm positive roll me a 20 10 what is he sacrificing to protect you wow what is he sacrificing to protect me um what's he sacrificing what is a middle schooler sacrificing to protect me he he regularly covers for me in class when I fall asleep. Um, he he to wake me up makes a dis- a distraction, and he often gets in trouble for it. But he he just doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit, and uh, he's willing to to serve detentions or whatever because he knows that I work a lot and and we're friends and and all. But he regularly regularly causes a distraction, gets people to laugh in class, and draws attention to himself and gets in trouble for it to keep me from getting in trouble for sleeping during class. That is really good, dude. <laughs> like off the top of your head, that is really good. <laughs> Kelly, do you know Chance or not? Um, not really. No. Roll me a 20. 13. What bad reputation does he have around town? Um, I, he has a reputation for... Um, cutting class and loitering around local businesses. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of people that would find that to be very bad behavior <laughs> in the business community. That's a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Phaedra, mm-hmm. do you feel as though you know Chance? Well, he's made fun of me of for, uh, you know, being on the Save the Lobster project and yet still trying to eat them. So, um, I mean, we've bumped into each other now and then. I've seen him around. Um, you know, I, I suppose we say hi and nod as we walk past, but uh, I don't think we really have ever hung out or anything. Okay. But I might have forgotten, so who knows? <laughs> uh, roll me a 20. <laughs> 15 oh this is interesting why are so many townspeople afraid of him what mm. what have you been hearing well you know they think it's really kind of weird because he moved into the basement or the the garage and um you know he just kind of holds himself apart a little bit and that just always makes people nervous i know because they do it to me too um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think that, you know, just uh, anytime anybody does something out of the ordinary, everybody thinks something's wrong or they're doing something bad. So I haven't heard anything specific. Yeah. Everyone's afraid of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they think he's selling drugs out of his, uh, his garage room. Oh, who would be mm-hmm. afraid if he was selling drugs? All the parents. So the parents. Hey, and, that would and be a way a middle kid. school kid could make money. <laughs> That's true. That is, yeah. All right. Um, Cliff, uh, do you know Chance? Do you not know Chance? Do. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
is it a, a positive impression or a negative? There's some things about him that I flat out, uh, I wouldn't tell him to his face, but I admire. Like he just flat out could not care, you know? Like I really don't think, it's not an act. I really think he doesn't spend a minute worrying about like what the people in this town have to say about him. He cries in his, in the garage at, sometimes at night. Like, like this world is hurting him somehow. I would know because I'm sneaking around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> recording it with my journal of my friend's feelings <laughs> it's, it's not like it's not like he, care, he doesn't care about like what people he doesn't know like society he doesn't but like if you're in a little bit that's the impression i get like uh if if someone he thinks of as a friend has something bad to say about him he really takes it to heart and uh that's tough, you know. That's I, I try and always, you know. Even though I don't know him well, I uh, I don't want to be on his cry list at the end of the night, you know. So I try I just try and say good stuff. <laughs> that and his roller skates are boss, man. That's I, it's like Dana do every morning when he comes by with CJ. It's awesome. Uh, roll me a d twenty. Eight. What is your private nickname for him, and why? Primeer River. <laughs> so you call him River? That's how I refer to him in my in in my journal entries. Crime uh, River was last night. All right. Last name S. Kelly's last name is Shipley. CJ, do you know Kelly or not? Not really, no. Okay, Romeo D20. 18. What is Kelly doing to threaten her family's reputation? It's this whole math lead thing. No. <laughs> she comes from a long family of jocks. <laughs> and although they love her and support her, <laughs> they look at the mathlete thing with an eye roll, especially when she says mathlete, like athlete. Mathletics <laughs> <laughs> is a sport, too. <laughs> and the brain is a muscle. <laughs> They would never say it to her face. They might say it within hearing range of their paper boy. Um, and, and people look at them. The people genuinely do look at them funny because they're a family of athletes. They have a, a tradition of athleticism that passes down through Oak Bluffs and they hold records on the wall. And she's gunning for a 1500 SAT and that is not the same benchmark. <laughs> uh, Chance, do you know her or not? Yes. Is it a positive or negative impression? Oh, it's positive. In the lunchroom, she'll give me her tater tots. She's one of the only people I know that doesn't like them. So I just cruise by. Let me have your tots. Yeah. So she's aces with me. Uh, roll a T20. Wicked piss up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four. What trait about this character that they despise do you genuinely appreciate? She despises that she can't be per as perfect in 
everything as math. And I think it's, I think it's really great to watch her fail at things like <laughs> tripping, going through a doorway. I think that's, I think that's humanizing, <laughs> demoralizing. I think it's really cute. <laughs> Phaedra, do you know Kelly? I do. We had art class together. And uh, I liked her. I, I, you know, I enjoyed helping her with her project, but, you know, then I, something else caught my eye and I wandered off. But Roll me a d20. <laughs> uh, 15. What do you and Kelly have a mutual weird love of? Maybe something you talked about in art class. Well, we both really liked the song Sweet Dreams Are Made of These last year. It was a really, really good song and, like, played all the time. But, uh, yeah, so we kind of bonded over that. How did it become weird? I guess maybe I was a little more into the new wave stuff than she was, and it just sort of, maybe I listened to it too many times and became annoying. Uh, Cliff. Yes, do you know Kelly? Only because uh, Chance talks about her a lot. It's just weird to hear like Chance like randomly excited about something. He's not really one of those dudes. That he's just uh, kind of happy all the time, pretty much at least. And uh, when he's, you know, today, man, she she like totally missed the second step on her way out of the <laughs> band hall, and just like it's just it's weird, man. It's like watching her try and get used to a human body or something. <laughs> <laughs> so since, since I, since, yeah, I hadn't noticed it, but since he kind of turned me on to this, now I find myself like kind of watching her, you know, to see what, what she's going to do next. And then she, I think her time among the human race is, is like still acclimating because she showed up in this t-shirt by this band Joy, Joy Division, right? And... I've heard about him, like you know, uh, that's that's like named after that uh, that that roster of of uh, involuntary pro the pleasure girls that the Nazis used. And I thought, shit, this is gonna be like a mega heavy band or something. <laughs> and, and so I went out and I I even flat out went to the back of Amoeba and ordered the the EP. And dude, what the hell is this? <laughs> I threw it in the ocean. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know. Clearly, me and her do not have uh, musical tastes in common. But you know, there's more to life. That's that's cool. So that's negative, then. <laughs> I think, um, I think you don't maybe know her that well. Um, so you can roll a d twenty. Like listening to that guy that did the Ballad of the Green Berets, only he's like bummed all the time. <laughs> Sixteen. What terrible loss has Kelly suffered? Any modicum of good taste in music. <laughs> just hopeless, dude. There's no coming back from that. I just I put a big emphasis on music. You know the strange thing is though she is she plays music. I know she's in band because she's falling out of that hall all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has a tumor <laughs> oh, no. no that's phaedra that's the forget me not tumor. 
Um, so that brings us to Cliff. Cliff, what is your last name? Doherty. So Mr. Lyman gets to the end of the list. He gets to the, the kid whose last name begins with um, X. And uh, he's like, Cliff. Oh, Cliff, right. You're at the end of this list for some reason. I made keep forgetting to rewrite the list alphabetically. CJ, do you know Cliff? Yeah, I know Cliff. We play guitar together. It's a, it's a primarily a good thing. Roll me a d20. Five. Why do you care about him more than he cares about you? Um, I'm lonely. I'm like, I'm always working. So when somebody makes time to hang out with me when I'm actually available, it means a great deal to me. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I think that he thinks it's, uh, you know, just a hanging out in friendship. And he doesn't realize how much it means to me that somebody makes time to be with me on my schedule because my schedule's messed up. And so I uh, have taken because his tastes go towards metal and while i like metal i've taken <clears throat> huge strides towards that becoming my favorite genre including uh you know uh making friends with the uh the guy who owns the uh the record store who gives me you know who we we trade for bootlegs of stuff uh now uh and i do that just to impress cliff because he makes time for me and nobody makes time for me. I'm always making time for other people. It hella works too, man. You got the no life to leather demo before anybody even knew what that was. You're not kidding. <laughs> uh, lights. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Kelly, do you know Cliff? Uh, no, not really. No. Are you aware of him? Yeah. I mean, we're in homeroom together. <laughs> what strange record does Cliff hold in this town? Um, longest number of days without sleeping and people just know it. And he talks about it because, and that's how I learned about X rumor happening here. And I'm going to figure it out. And how many days is it? How many days did he go? Um, I want to say... Gosh, I, part of me wants to pick a realistic answer because I don't know how long it takes for somebody to actually break down and go insane. When so, in doubt, roll a D20. <laughs> D20? I, I think four days four. you're looking at clinical issues. Yeah, I, and I just rolled a four on the D6. So. <laughs> All right. But that, that is something that has stuck with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Chance, do you know Cliff? Yeah, I see him. I assume what we both walk around at night a lot. We run into each other. Yeah. Out at the cove. So it's a positive, positive impression. We say, Hey, he tells me some crazy stuff and I go, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> he always thinks more is going on than is. And I just say, yeah, dude, that's, Oh yeah. I'm sure there is a, bomb shelter under the quad at the high school <laughs> where the seniors bring freshmen and beat them up and yeah sure you know he's he's always on about something like that so he's always entertaining uh d20 16 what would losing him mean to you he's like the only person our age that 
also gets away with not having a curfew. <laughs> I would like, there's <clears throat> nobody out on this on a weeknight at 11 o'clock. The only people you're going to run into are me and him. And it's not like we hang a lot. He, he convinced me to get a bass guitar because he's got this super group idea. Uh, I ain't going to practice, so it can't be that hard. <laughs> Uh, every bass player I've ever met. <laughs> giving him kill them all. And I said, look, man, it's just anesthesia pulling teeth. Just learn to play this one track. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I seen that guy in Van Halen. He ain't working. He just points around a lot. <laughs> like he's doing it all one-handed. That's so that's what I'm shooting for. But yeah, it's nice. Like uh, it can get a little lonely and weird at night, so it's nice to have someone to run into. We never plan it, but we kind of don't have to. What was it that the the Smoot family once said about like stuff after seven? I remember that crazy ass family that was out here for a while. Oh, nothing good ever happens after seven. <laughs> that was outside it. your home. Outside yeah. your home. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Be home by seven, and you won't get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Phaedra, mm -hmm. do you know Cliff? I do. Not real well. I mean, I've sort of seen him around, but I've always uh, thought he was kind of cute, and I like his style. He seems to, like, you know, kind of pay attention to things kind of like I try to do. Roll me a d20. 11. What lengths would you go to in order to defend this character? All right, so... My family is, you know, a little more on the well-to-do side, which is annoying as heck to me. But, um, so they, you know, they complain about, you know, that guy over there with the sleeves ripped off his jeans jacket and he's always just loitering in the corner and, you know, probably up to no good and stuff. And, and I'll say, you know, what, what's that got to do with anything? How somebody dresses? Look how I dress. You guys let me dress like, you know, how I want. And, it it's okay. Like it doesn't mean that he's a bad guy just because he's got different style, and you can't just assume stuff. I don't know. What was the rest of that question? <laughs> what lengths would you go to to defend him? Argue in his defense when they, you know, get talking about how he's some hoodlum and needs to be watched over better. So non-heated debate is the links that you'd go. Yes, yes, I, I definitely am calling. Non-heated, dispassionate debate. I argue. Logical and reasonable yes. discourse. I would go so far as to have a stiff discussion Wait, about the subject. <laughs> if in fact said discussion did not actually exceed three or four sentences cumulatively, we appreciate in the it. privacy of my home. Yeah, <laughs> before, before, before seven. Before seven. Because <laughs> right. I got dumpsters to dive <laughs> and lobsters to save and eat. <laughs> when she first gave me the flyer for that, the, the mimeograph was crap, and I thought it said like shave the lobsters. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that must weird. not have been one of the ones that I designed. Kind of weird why promptly, you know, that purple length that you sniff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> it rubs off on your fingers. Mm. <laughs> Mimeograph. That was it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 